It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check out the podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of the show and be sure to follow me julian council on twitter at julian council because every single friday i answer your weekly friday mailbag questions either at me or dm me on twitter at julian council to participate in this week's edition of the weekly friday mailbag here on locked on panthers today's episode of locked on panthers is presented by prize picks prize picks is daily fantasy made easy pick two to five players and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection you can win up to 10 times your money on your first entry first time users can receive a 100 percent instant deposit match up to 100 dollars promo code locked on that's prizepicks.com promo code locked on the Los Angeles Rams 24, the Carolina Panthers 10. The Panthers fall to 1 and 5 and have lost 26 straight games where they allow the opponent 17 plus points in that matchup. New coach, same result for the Carolina Panthers as they lose the first game of the interim era for Steve Wilkes. And if you were someone who thought Steve Wilkes had a great opportunity, had an opportunity at all, to earn a head coaching job. Sunday did not back up your belief in Wilkes and his ability to take over as the full-time man here in Carolina. The owner, David Tepper, said on Monday that if Steve Wilkes did an incredible job, that he would be considered. So he had to do an incredible job to even be considered. Never said he would be considered, that he had to do an incredible job to be considered, which, well, I don't see that going to happen after what I saw on Sunday afternoon. Going to the game, we knew the Panthers were going to have a challenge on offense as they have had in the previous five weeks with Baker Mayfield. That challenge was going to be even more evident with P.J. Walker as the starting quarterback. P.J. Walker on Sunday had 10 completions on 16 attempts for 60 yards. Jacob Eason, who came in for P.J. in the final drive for the Carolina Panthers when P.J. went into concussion protocol later on, was cleared, had a neck injury, did speak to the media after the game on Sunday, Jacob Eason had 59 passing yards on that one drive. So three completions, five attempts, 59 yards. P.J. Walker, 10 completions, 16 attempts, 60 yards. That was the story of the day. Steve Wilkes and the Panthers game plan offensively with Ben McAdoo were not going to let P.J. Walker beat them. What they wanted to do was run the football, which Wilkes told us early on in the week that what they needed to do was to stop the run and be able to run the ball on offense. Well, they tried to do that. Chris McCaffrey had a solid day considering, had 158 yards total offense, which was 158 of the Panthers' 203 yards. 
So all but, let's see, 45, if I'm doing my math correctly, yards were, were Christian McCaffrey on Sunday for the Panthers offense. We are quite possibly watching the worst offense in Panthers history. I'm not sure if it's quite possibly. It seems pretty obvious that we're watching the worst offense in Carolina Panthers history that has just only been made worse by the quarterback play. Whether it's been Baker Mayfield being awful and now being injured, Sam Darnold being injured, Matt Corral never getting an opportunity to show what he can do, and then just the game plan, if you want to call it a game plan, that we saw play out on Sunday at SoFi Stadium in the loss of the Rams. Two for 10 on third down. They already came in as the worst third down percentage team in the league. It's only getting worse, and they have to be reaching historic levels in the NFL. 44 total plays for the Panthers on Sunday. Only 16 of those came in the second half. It was three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. That's all they were doing all second half long. Running first down, running second down. Don't even try to throw it beyond the sticks. Throw it right at the line of scrimmage. Hopefully, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, more often, could make a play and make a man miss. Sometimes Christian did it. Other times he didn't. And no one else on the team was able to do it at all. Eight first downs total for the Carolina Panthers. It was just an embarrassing display of offense, if you can even call it offense. It certainly was offensive, but was it offensive? I don't know at all. Oh, man, it's tough, and we still have 11 more of these. At least I have to watch. You don't have to keep watching, but keep listening, as I told you all in the past, as the Panthers are headed to what it looks like going to be maybe the number one overall pick, at least a top three pick, the way things are headed. And we can talk about, we're going to get into it later on, the trades and Robbie Anderson and his um, latest episode here in Carolina. But clearly, they did not trust P.J. Walker. If Matt Rule, who brought P.J. Walker here to Carolina, didn't trust P.J. last year when Sam Darnold went on IR, then Steve Wilkes, who's in here as the interim and has to do an incredible job to even be considered for the full-time gig, he damn sure is not going to trust P.J. Walker. What I saw on Sunday lets me know that whenever Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield are healthy, they will be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Now, as far as Baker Mayfield is concerned, Laura Oakman, who was on the broadcast on Fox working the sidelines, reported that Baker Mayfield has torn ligament damage in that ankle. And the Panthers are currently going to eye the bigger picture as far as when to bring him back or if to bring him back at all. As far as the bigger picture here in Carolina, if Scott Fitterer is going to stay on as a GM for the Panthers, He's going to have to do a better job of protecting picks and also finding a way to recoup picks. That 2024 pick, a fifth rounder, is already gone at this point in time. No sense in making it a fourth rounder by Baker Mayfield playing 70% of the snaps at quarterback for the Carolina Panthers this season. If Sam Donald is not ready to go, I do expect, considering Steve Wilkes wants to try and win games and Baker Mayfield gives him the best opportunity to win games, that Baker would be the starting quarterback. But once Sam is ready to go, and if Baker plays the way he's been playing, I do expect that Sam Darnold is going to be the starting quarterback once again for the Carolina Panthers. That is where we are at with the quarterback situation. When the Carolina Panthers, through six weeks, have gone from Sam versus Baker to maybe Matt Corral might play at some point in time. He's out for the season. Sam gets hurt. Baker starts. He's bad. P.J., who was the odd man out entering training camp, and earlier this week said that he really thought about it for a week, how, hey, I'm probably not going to be here, and that's not fair. I think I actually can play. We didn't really show much of that on Sunday, and people also didn't really give him much chance to do that with the coaching staff's game plan against the Rams. So they've gone from those four guys to Jacob Eason getting snaps 
in a game on the road against the defending Super Bowl champion Rams. That is the state of the Carolina Panthers right now, where people are still questioning, hey, when is Sam Darnold going to come back? So maybe, just maybe, this offense is watchable. Now, one player we're probably not going to watch in this offense very long is Robbie Anderson, who had a run-in with wide receiver coach Joe Daly twice on Sunday and ended up getting ran, not by the officials, by, by his head coach, Steve Wilkes. We'll get into Robbie Anderson, the trade rumors surrounding him and Christian McCaffrey and other Carolina Panthers here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Feeling like you just can't get in shape anymore? It's not your fault. As men age, our body naturally loses free testosterone, the man hormone. It happens to every man and can make it more difficult to stay in shape and be energetic and active. Do you want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafin will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, get you better results at the gym, and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. Nugenics Total T contains man-boosting key ingredients like testafin it's been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men because nugenics total tea boosts free testosterone that the aging process robs you feel stronger leaner with more energy and drive and more passion too your partner will notice the difference nugenics total tea is the number one selling testosterone booster at gnc now get a complimentary bottle of nugenics total tea when you text nfl to 231 231. Text now and get a free bottle of Nugenics Thermo, the most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast. Absolutely free. Text NFL to 231-231. Text NFL to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. Terms apply. Available at Nugenics.com slash terms. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 from Athletic Greens because, well, I heard that it was good for me. So what is in this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all those things. It's lifestyle-friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free it's great for your diet it costs you less than three dollars a day you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit athletic greens has over seven thousand five-star reviews it's recommended by professional athletes and trusted by leading health experts all across the globe Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So we asked about it on Friday in the weekly Friday mailbag, whether the Carolina Panthers were set up to have a fire sale here in Carolina with Matt Rule no longer here as the head coach. Could players like Christian McCaffrey or Brian Burns or Derek Brown, DJ Moore be on the trade block and also another name? 
Robbie Anderson, could all those guys be headed out of Carolina to recoup draft picks and set up the team for maybe a better foundation moving forward? We're reading multiple reports from Ian Rappaport, from Adam Schefter, Jonathan Jones, all across from ESPN to CBS Sports to the NFL Network. The Carolina Panthers are not going to have a fire sale. They look at players like Derek Brown, like DJ Moore, and like Brian Burns as foundational pieces, cornerstones of the organization as they try to make this a welcoming place and an ideal play, an attractive job for a potential new head coach, which Jonathan Jones, CBS Sports says, David Tepper is looking at a offensive mind as he tries to make up for his first head coaching mistake here in Carolina with Matt Rule, and we'll see how that pans out. But one player who looks like he's on his way out the door and might be out the door by the time you even listen to this podcast is Robbie Anderson. We saw a play out multiple times last year. First, I think in the Eagles game, or and when Sam Darnold threw three interceptions in the last one, Robbie Anderson was on the sideline, visibly upset about how things played out. Later on, did not speak to the media after the game, did come back on Monday and explain his emotions and how he felt like the Eagles are sitting back on the coverages and on the route and that he needed, that the, he thought the Panthers should do something else. He had a high football IQ and he worked so hard to not be in those situations. We also saw later on in the season, I think against the Vikings, Robbie Anderson getting after Sam Darnold. He told people after the game that he told Darnold to tighten up. And that's what he needed to do. So Robbie Anderson last season, after having a career year in 2020, really came back crashing down to earth and has not shown to be the player the Carolina Panthers thought they were investing in when they gave him an extension prior to the 2021 season. And at this point in time, it seems like a bad investment and a sunk cost for the Carolina Panthers. On Sunday, we saw a play out once again with Robbie Anderson getting into a shouting match right into the face of wide receiver coach Joe Daly, not once but twice, and then the second time, interim head coach Steve Wilkes intervened, told Daly, hey, I got it, and told Robbie Anderson to leave the field, and his day was over. And right then, you're kind of thinking, okay, that's not just his day is over, probably his Carolina Panthers career is over as well. Now, Robbie Anderson did speak to the media. I wondered whether he would be available, whether we'd get his side of the story, because Steve Wilkes did not want to talk about it. The one thing he said is that no individual is bigger than the team, and you wonder if Matt Rule no longer being in Carolina is now Robbie Anderson, I don't know, in a way acting out. I'm not sure whether the best way to put it and is that his emotions taking over, seeing that his head coach, who we vehemently defended the last couple of weeks as being a guy who can turn things around, could right the ship. Maybe is he upset about how things have panned out? Robbie said earlier in the week that, hey, it's a business. And he said again on Sunday, and I do commend him for taking the time to speak to general manager Scott Fitter and to the PR staff and say, you know what? I want to speak to the media. Because typically you only hear from the head coach and the quarterback. Robbie Anderson stood up there and said, I want to speak to the media. Give them my side of the story. Because he felt like when he was younger, he didn't oftentimes stick up for himself and that he needed to stick up for himself in his situation saying that he was upset that he was told to not be in on a third down and that it's the money down, and he feels like as a competitor, he should be out there, especially as a number two wide receiver for the Panthers, didn't really understand why he was not out there, and he was upset by that. And when he was thrown out of the game, really told to go back to the locker room by Steve Wilkes, he said that he was confused by that because he had never had that happen to him ever when playing football, that he loves the game, that he doesn't want to be misconstrued or uh, misunderstood, that he wants to go out there and defend himself, which he went out and did. And, hey – it's emotional, and I'm not going to say he threw a temper tantrum because I just that's just not what happened. The dude cares. The guy wants to win. 
And all he's done here in Carolina is lose. And y'all know my feelings. I don't love Robbie Anderson. I'm not a fan of Robbie Anderson. I don't love the fact that Robbie Anderson called out the fans not once but twice and that general attitude. And he hasn't really done anything here in Carolina to warrant going about it that way. But that's how he feels personally. So fine. He's entitled to feel that way if that's how he wants to feel. And we're entitled to have our opinions about him. I don't want him to ever get personal. But it's obvious to everyone that it's time for the Carolina Panthers to move on from Robbie Anderson. And when all the reports are coming about whether teams are calling about Christian McCaffrey, which clearly teams are calling, and the Panthers said it's going to take – they're not really interested in trading Brian Burns or Derek Brown or DJ Moore because they're foundational pieces. They also brought up, they being Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport, that Robbie Anderson is also on the trade block as he's had his name in trade rumors in the, in the offseason um, that he could be traded at the right opportunity uh, presents itself. He only has 13 catches, 206 yards – this season, his base salary, which was restructured, is only at $1.03 million, which would be easy for a team to take on. And then he has also money next year um, in that contract that the team would have to take on, but really wouldn't be much at all for a contender or any team that's looking to trade for Robbie Anderson to come out and get him as far as their salary cap goes here in 2022. It's time to move on. It really is. And it's been really up and down because it was great in year one. Especially go back to week one when he had the go-ahead touchdown against the Raiders in that week one game. And then he had a fantastic season playing with Teddy Bridgewater. We saw week one of last year. We had the 67-yard reception from Sam Darnold or 57, whatever it was. And then after that, it's just all been downhill. He, we have not seen that same player. And he doesn't have, seem to have been happy with the situation, obviously playing-wise. But I wonder, too, off the field, how things are going. And he had the tweet back in June about, hey, I might just retire. And he talked to the media, and people were asking, hey, what's going on there? He's like, I'm here, aren't I? And clearly, we don't know what's always going on in these player lives. And I try to be sensitive to that and understand that, hey, maybe the guy had a bad day. Maybe there's something that's going on with him that's leading to him to behave in the manner that he is. Not saying that the manner is unacceptable, but certainly not what you want to see, um, especially from a player who is reported to be traded or be on a trade block. And Robbie Anderson, and according to Jonathan Jones of CBS Sports, the Panthers, uh, from what he heard, will be willing to take a six-rounder. So if a team presents Carolina with a six-round pick this week or before the trade deadline, Robbie Anderson will no longer be here. And considering the team does not have a six-round in 2023 because they traded away um, their six-rounder to New England last season to get Stephon Gilmore, that would make sense as they try to recoup some of those picks that they have given away to then make it an easier rebuild, if that's what they are, I guess we're going to call it still, when they bring in a new head coach. Robbie Anderson just is not presenting nearly enough on the field, and the quarterback play has not been great the last two years. But then all the other shenanigans, however you want to call it, just his emotions of wanting to be a competitor, being a competitor, wanting to win, and wanting to be successful, not wanting to be a loser, all that's playing out to where it's just does not appear to be the best thing for the Carolina Panthers moving forward. I do wonder if it's the best thing for the Carolina Panthers to move forward from Christian McCaffrey. Because currently, like Robbie Anderson, his base salary is $1.035 million because it was restructured in the offseason for salary cap reasons. So it would not be difficult for a team to take it on. Um, he still earned nearly $9 million. Now, he still has – he still has well, – he still earned nearly $9 million that are due to him, but it helped create the cap space for the team this year. If he's traded, the Panthers would save $1.2 million in cap space next season. Contractually – the uh, experts like Ian Rapport say that McCaffrey's deal is tradable. If such were to happen, the team would inherit the final three years of his $36 million deal that he has going on. So it was the four-year $48 million deal. They would still 
take on three years, $36 million of it through 2025 with $1 million of his 2023 base salary guaranteed. And all of that comes before he turns 30. Jonathan Jones was on the NFL today saying that if the Panthers get a first-round pick or multiple picks, that's what it would take to move off of Christian McCaffrey. For me, it needs to be a first-round pick. I saw a stat. I don't have it in front of me. I think it's like 28 straight games where Christian McCaffrey has had either 1,000 yards – sorry, 100 yards – and or a touchdown when he's healthy. That's in those games when he's been healthy. So when healthy, Christian McCaffrey still is a fantastic playmaker. We saw that on Sunday as the Panthers were trying to lean on him. 158 of their 203 yards were all Christian McCaffrey. When you have a player like that, he has value. And if this team, which it looks like, I mean, it's not, it doesn't look like, it very obviously is, is headed towards the bottom, why not see if you can recoup a first-round pick, especially from a team like the Rams, who are still 3-3, three and three, but they don't look really good at all. Maybe Buffalo. There's teams out there I think who might be desperate enough, and the Rams don't really have the capital, but there's probably teams out there that would be desperate enough to bring in a player like Chris McCaffrey and think, hey, this guy comes into our team. He can get us over the top. I would hate that in a way because I think McCaffrey's a fantastic player. I think it's been unfortunate that the Panthers have not been able to win when he was at the height of his powers back in 2019 and when he's been healthy and that he's had the injury issues the last two years. Now that he's healthy and a team sits at one and five because, again, the quarterback play is abysmal. But it might be the best thing for the organization and for Christian McCaffrey moving forward. I've never given up on him because you have to have great players if you want to win. The running back position, not necessarily a position that you have to have a great player, but if you have one like McCaffrey who can be uh, as good of a pass catcher as he can be and can be a huge part of the offense. And if you add a quarterback next to him and receivers like DJ Moore, this offense can take off. But unfortunately, you just don't have a quarterback. So DJ Moore is having the worst year of his career. Robbie Anderson's upset about not getting touches and not being out there on third down. And this whole offense has been a complete train wreck. So getting rid of Christian McCaffrey is not going to make this offense more unwatchable than it already is. Maybe you're only watching because you want to see CMC do the things that he did today. The offense is still terrible. It's destined to absolutely be the worst offense in NFL history if he gets traded, but it might be the best thing for the team. I'm still on the fence of whether I want it to happen. I honestly just want to keep the guy around. I don't think the team's that far away. But then again, man, if they're 1-5 right now, if the quarterback play tanks them to the point where they're number one pick, it can't just be the quarterback. It has to be so many other things for the Carolina Panthers to end up being the worst team in the NFL. It can't just be the coach. can't just be the quarterback. There's going to be other areas where you got to look at and be like, why have the Panthers not been able to win? and evaluate those and find a way moving forward. Now, one position group that is ravaged once again by injuries is a defensive back unit, and that played out on Sunday as the Panthers led 10-7 to at the half, but in the second half just could not get off the field. Yeah, the offense didn't great, do a great job as far as time of possession, but when you're injured, it's really hard to be able to stop a quarterback like Matthew Stafford and a Rams offense, even as bad as they were. With the offensive line injuries and the struggles that they've had in the last couple of weeks – it's tough to stop them when guys like Jeremy Chin, J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson, and even C.J. Henderson aren't on the field. We'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Now, before we do, let me tell you about our friends over at Price Picks Fantasy Football going on on Sundays, of course, on Thursday as well, as y'all continue to watch Thursday Night Football and occasionally on Saturday later on in the season. You can play fantasy sports anytime at prizepicks.com. So how does it work? You pick two to five players and they score more or less than their prize picks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Price Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes the National Football League, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA Tour, college football, men's and women's college basketball, soccer, NASCAR, tennis, boxing, cricket, and so much more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. 
currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the PrizePix app today or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 of promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on and sign up for your instant deposit match up to $100 when you download the PrizePix app or go to pricepix.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All these things can be true. It's going to be incredibly hard to win games when your head coach gets fired at the beginning of the week. It's going to be very hard to win games when you're down to your fourth-string quarterback and then later on your fifth-string quarterback. It's going to be very hard to win games when you don't seem to be interested at all at throwing the ball down the field. And when they did on Sunday, they being the Carolina Panthers, P.J. Walker was not even close to attempting any of those passes. All of that can be true, that that makes it incredibly difficult to win. Another thing that makes it incredibly difficult to win is when you're not healthy in the back end of your defense, especially the one strength that you have on your team defensively, when that back end is injured, it makes it even harder to win games. When guys like Allen Robinson had struggled early on in the season, we hadn't heard really much from him. When Cooper Cup, I mean, he's going out there on a bum foot, it's hard to stop those guys when Jeremy Chin is on IR with a hamstring injury for at least the next two weeks. When J.C. Horn didn't make the trip as he recovers from a rib injury sustained last week in the loss to the 49ers. And when Dante Jackson, who comes in questionable with an ankle injury, later leaves the game with ankle injury. And then when C.J. Henderson, who certainly hasn't been good for the Panthers since they traded for him last season, he goes out with a concussion, that makes matters worse. When Keith Taylor... Miles Hartsfield and App State's own Tay Hayes is out there, you are not going to have success. And it doesn't help when you have no pass rush at all as well. So we knew that was going to be a problem going into the season, the lack of a pass rush. One of the things we thought could be a strength for the Carolina Panthers would be the secondary. And we saw it right before the half. Dante Jackson gets to pick six, put the Panthers up 10 to seven, and to give the defense its third first half touchdown of the season. The Panthers' offense has won which came in week one against the Browns as they scored right before the half, a Christian McCaffrey run. Other than that, it's been three for the defense, one for the offense, and that tells you basically everything you need to know about the 2022 version of the Carolina Panthers. I don't know, moving forward, how serious a lot of these injuries are. We know Chin's on IR, so we can't, we're not going to see him for a couple weeks anyways. And Horn, hopefully he's back healthy next year. Dante, or not next year, but I mean, yes, but also next week. Um, Dante, it feels like it's going to be something he's going to have to just deal with week in and week out. Maybe it makes more sense for him to sit out a week. And then Henderson with concussions, the NFL's changed their protocols. So we'll see what happens with that. Corey Littleton, not in the secondary, but he's been starting the last couple of weeks because Frankie Lou has been out, uh, was inactive um, for the second straight week with an injury. Corey Littleton hurt his groin. So if Littleton's out, I guess that means Brandon Smith is in. And Damien Wilson gets an opportunity. It's just not a good situation injury-wise for the Carolina Panthers. And that's one of the things that is going to accelerate their ride to the bottom here in 2022. 
quarterback play is not any good. They're one-dimensional on offense, and that dimension just still is not enough. And really, the dimension is Christian McCaffrey. But if you get rid of that dimension, and then the offense, and then the defense has these injuries in the back end, I just don't really know what the path forward is for the Carolina Panthers to win football games if you're not going to have Chen, if you're not going to have Horn, if you're not going to have Jackson, you're not going to have Henderson. Like, you're missing your top three corners and your top safety. Xavier Woods was back on Sunday, though, so that's one positive. It's just when it rains, it pours, man. And not in, like, the, the good – version like Luke Combs saying like this is not a good situation for the Panthers right now and I feel for Steve Wilkes he talked about how the guys rallied together this week and they went out and they competed and they certainly did in the first half but we've seen it it's just the same thing week in and week out for the Carolina Panthers whether it's Matt Rule coaching or now Steve Wilkes for one game and by no means am I putting this on Steve Wilkes you, you question the offensive game plan, but in a way I understand it because we've seen in the past that P.J. Walker is good for at least one turnover in every one of the starts. This is the first career start he's ever had where he didn't turn the football over. The reason why he didn't turn the football over was they didn't give him an opportunity to do it. Was that the right decision? I don't know. I guess not because they didn't win, but maybe they probably would have been in the same situation even had they asked him to do that just considering the offense couldn't stay on the field. So week in and week out, we see the offense can't stay on the field. You're winning time of possession early on, which is what Steve Wilkes really wanted to do. And you see defensive people really want to lean on the run game so it complements the defense. The Panthers have not played complimentary football in years at this point in time, and they they definitely did not do that today. I mean, they might have done for a little bit with the pick six, but really it's just the defense carrying the offense because the offense can't produce at even a below average level. It's just terrible. So you see week in and week out, they can't stay on the field. The defense gets tired, and now you have secondary injuries. It's just rinse and repeat. And we saw the same thing happen last year. The offense was bad. The quarterback play, the O-line's better this year. But still, the quarterback play was terrible. They couldn't stay on the field. The defense would get tired, and eventually the attrition of the season caught up where we saw Dante Jackson out for the season, J.C. Horn early on out for the season, Stephon Gilmore out for the season, and then you get later on to the season where you have guys like Kenny Robinson having to start at safety. You have guys like Keith Taylor having to start at corner, and here in week six, or really now I guess starting week seven, that's exactly where we sit. And we saw how things ended last year for the Carolina Panthers. I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer, but again, I think all of us are pretty much on the same page of where this is headed, and maybe some of you are actually celebrating where this is headed in the hopes that whoever the Carolina Panthers draft, potentially with the number one overall pick, will be the savior they are a quarterback, but I will say again, though, if they do end up being the number one pick, you can look at the quarterback position, and certainly that will be the biggest reason why they are the worst team in the NFL, but it cannot be the only reason they're the worst team in the NFL. Maybe the injuries help to create an excuse for the defense's performance moving forward, but if you're number one pick, if you got number one pick, you're the worst team in the NFL, then there's got to be more than just one reason why you get down there, and you have to question the roster overall instead of just looking at one position. So we'll see how it pans out the rest of the year as the Panthers are now one and five and hey division game they were trying to uh put lipstick on this pig last week <laughs> uh, this I mean on the broadcast uh, with um I think it was Kevin Kugler and Mark Sanchez and Sanchez was just mystified throughout the game like why are they not letting Jacob Eason throw the ball on third and 16 um when he's never been able to play in this offense um why because that's what they've been doing all day like dude Steve Wilkes didn't trust P.J. Walker to throw it in third 16. Why would he trust Jacob Eason to do it? So Sanchez didn't really do a great job at all. Same guy who was also caping for his guy, Sam Donald, another USC alum last season, being like, oh, he's not getting enough help. And now we'll get an opportunity to see 
what Sam Darnold potentially can do. Maybe we'll see it. Um, what Sam Darnold can do with an offensive line because we made that excuse from all last season. So maybe we'll get an opportunity to see that later on. But they were trying to say in the broadcast that, hey, Panthers are only two games out of first place. Falcons won. I believe the Saints lost. Yeah, Saints did lose. And then Tampa Bay lost to the Steelers and Mitch Trubisky. So one and five, those teams are three and three. So the Panthers are still technically in it with Tampa Bay coming to town. And that's the thing that's probably the most frustrating to teams or to the fans right now. The NFC South is bad. And the Panthers are the worst team in that division. This was a year, it looks like, where the NFC as a whole is there for the taking. Maybe Philadelphia is going to run with it. We'll see. I know they're playing Sunday Night Football here shortly. I'm not going to watch the game. Um, but it looks like the NFC South is no good, like it was back in 2014. Panthers don't have Cam Newton this time. They don't have a quarterback. They don't have something they can lean on. And I think that's what makes it even more frustrating for people here in year three, that Matt Rule, he's now gone. But as I said before, yesterday's problems are today's problems. And that's where we are. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all, make sure to follow the show, subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. Also, check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Rate, review, subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday, answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. Participate in this week's edition of the Weekly Friday Mailbag. Either at me or DM me on Twitter at Julian Council. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole, and as always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to you all on Tuesday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.